0: Welcome to this series about the Australian Charter of Healthcare Rights, entitled "Patient Power, Healthcare Rights, and Positive Change." My name is Julie Macrossan, and I'm a throat cancer survivor and a patient and family advocate. And this series is hosted by Health Consumers New South Wales and supported by the Australian Commission on Safety and Quality in Healthcare. We're broadcasting to you today on the land of the Gadigal people. And I'd like to pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Now, in this episode, we're giving you a snapshot summary of what this Charter is all about. And it's great to welcome Bronnie Smith. You're a a pharmacist by background, uh, and now you work for the Australian Commission on Safety and Quality in Healthcare. This, This Charter, you've got a copy in front of you we can show our team. In a nutshell, what's the purpose of this Charter?
1: Uh, the charter describes what people can expect when they receive healthcare. There's seven rights, and those rights apply to everyone who's receiving healthcare wherever they're receiving healthcare in Australia. And those are the rights to access, safety, respect, partnership, information, privacy, and the right to give feedback. So the purpose is really to empower patients and consumers to be actively involved in healthcare. But also to create a sense of shared understanding about healthcare rights for consumers and for healthcare providers.
0: And this Charter of Healthcare Rights, it's connected to the accreditation for hospitals
1: and other health services. So it's got a little bit of oomph. Can you explain that role in accreditation? Absolutely. So the National Safety and Quality Health Service standards exist to protect the public from harm and also to improve the safety and quality of health services. And the standards essentially require Um, Health services to use a charter that's consistent with the Australian Charter of Healthcare Rights and also to provide information to patients, families, and carers about those rights. So, what this actually means in practice is that health services can either adopt the charter as is or they can develop their own as long as those seven rights remain in place.
0: And in this series of videos, we're going to be interviewing a lot of different patients, family members and doctors and allied health and so on uh, about the Charter and how it's used. Uh, But you at the Australian Commission on Safety and Quality and Healthcare provide endless free resources. Just give us a a snapshot, particularly around diversity of languages and cultural
1: adaptation. Absolutely. Um, we want everyone to know about their healthcare rights, and we've got a lot of resources that are available for consumers. Um, one of them is a guide for consumers that actually talks about what the rights mean in practice. We've got, I think, 19 community language translations of the Charter, and we've also got um, versions for different communities, um, those with cognitive impairment, LGBTQI plus community, um, easy English versions, as well as examples of adaptations um, that local health services have made for their First Nations populations.
0: We'll be interviewing uh, Madison Shakespeare, a First Nations uh, academic and, and health advocate, as part of this series. And my understanding is that the Commission is committed to improving the range of resources that you have available for First Nations people and encouraging people to adapt it all over Australia to their own local population.
1: That's correct. Um, So we're fortunate at the moment to be partnering with The Top End. Um, They're actually developing an adaptation of the Charter to make it culturally safe for their First Nations people, um, as well as having six community language translations available. So we're really trying to encourage health services to understand the communities they serve Mm -hmm. and to work with them to develop what's most appropriate for their needs.
0: Well look just finally uh, do you want uh, health professionals uh, following this series to pin up the posters of the charter on walls to hand out one A4 sheet
1: description of the Charter to patients on admission. Is that the sort of thing we're looking at? Absolutely it is. Um, there's a lot that health services and health professionals can do to support consumers to understand their healthcare care rights. And some of that, exactly as you said, is about displaying the Charter, having, having it accessible. Um, some of it's also about actually providing information directly to patients, families and carers. Um, There's many ways that that might be done. Some of it's by putting up posters in waiting rooms, carer spaces, in lifts. Um, Sometimes the charter can be included in pre-admission paperwork or packs. Um, Sometimes when people are orientated to a service, there can be a conversation about the charter. It might be displayed on screens. Um, It might be displayed on tablets when people are communicating um, with their healthcare team. Lots of different ways. Well,
0: Bronnie, thank you. Uh, for explaining it and uh, thank you uh, for joining us and taking an interest in the Australian Charter of Healthcare Rights. For more information and resources about this charter, you go to the Health Consumers New South Wales website www.hcnsw.org.au and there you can see lots of information about this series and all the people we're interviewing and links to lots of resources about healthcare rights. I'm Julie McCross and see you for our next episode.